We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The only thing that would help the Knicks here is if he doesn't hit anything and it's a lane violation, then they can inbound. Otherwise, this one's over. Excruciating loss. Doesn't matter. And that will do it. This one's a bit of a heartbreaker, Clive. It is, Mike. Brunson wasted a career of nights. And the Knicks again, not able to hold on to a lead. As I said, a, a great competitive battle. But Drew Holiday hit all the big shots down the stretch. Jalen Brunson. Okay. Um, mm, that was tough. Um Really, 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 really wanted that win. Um, really, really, really wanted that win. To lose that one, uh, definitely, um, definitely disappointing. Uh, I mean, it's not so much that they were up 17 in the third quarter because it's the Bucks and the Bucks are, a, I mean, they have championship pedigree. Not many teams in the NBA could say they have championship pedigree with their current cores. The Bucks are one of them. Um, they have it. Uh, it came through on both ends of the floor. This wasn't a game the Knicks lost as much as um, it was a game the Bucks won. Uh, we'll talk about why the Knicks lost it. There were some spots that definitely stood out. Um, we'll talk about a lot of good things individually, but just from the outset, you have to tip your cap to everybody on the floor um, for New York. Just an inspiring effort. You know, if you are in a place like we are as Nick fans this season and you know you're not going to win a championship and you also are not tanking, right? You're you're in that in-between zone. I think there's a lot of things that you want to see um, and then there's a few things that you need to see. And I think the thing that you you need to see is that sort of effort. If you're if you want to believe that what you're doing existing in the middle ground of the NBA for this year, and they've been there really the last few years. If you want to believe that it's worth it, you got to see games like tonight against a team like that. Um, the Bucks are a bad matchup for the Knicks at both ends of the floor. They have guys, they have players that can neutralize everything the Knicks try to do. And I thought the Knicks did a lot of good things to, to counterbalance that, including one of the more individual or brilliant individual performances you'll ever see from Jalen Brunson. Um, 
and not to be outdone, a pretty freaking individual, brilliant performance on offense from Manuel quickly. Um, and at the other end of the floor, and this is going to, you know, we'll, we'll from this point bleed into conversation about the actual game. They, I know they are not a great offensive team this year. They've struggled a lot on offense this year, especially without Chris Middleton, but they are a team uniquely built to beat you in a lot of ways. And that is why they won the championship two years ago. That's why I believe they would have won the championship last year. That's why they're still my pick to win the championship this year. They were my preseason pick. I haven't changed that. Um, when you have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who you can't guard one-on-one, and you build a team of three-point shooters around him, including at the center position, um, when they don't play him at center, it you're it's and and by the way, I mean talk about a guy who is like if you put if you tried to create in a lab a better center to complement Giannis Antetokounmpo, you couldn't come up with Brook Lopez, a guy who might be the best rim protector in the league. He's money from deep. He's good on the interior and he's dynamite in the offensive glass, which hurt the Knicks late in this game. Um, it's just, it's really, really tough to guard this team. And the Knicks did a really, really, really nice job for, I would say, almost three quarters of this game. And what's going to have people upset and, you know, perhaps justifiably so is the Bucks hit a million threes between the roughly the four or five minute mark of the third quarter and the end of the game. Um, there was a stretch there in the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth quarter where it felt like I, to me watching, it was like, Oh my God, have they made like 10 straight threes? And then at the end when it was tight and the Knicks were right there and they had the lead with four minutes to go, um, Drew Holiday after hitting, I think it was one for seven from deep on the game or one for six from deep on the game, whatever it was. He nailed a couple threes late and then a long two on top of that. You need to pick your poison with this team. Um, You are not going to hold Giannis Antetokounmpo to six made field goals and 22 points unless you give up something else. They obviously chose tonight to try to pack the paint, help out on three-point shooters. I thought, given their defensive scheme, they played that scheme about as well as you could play it, again, for most of the game. Uh, There was one or two breakdowns in coverage through the first two and a half, two and three quarters quarters. But for the most part, I thought they played it excellently. Did they overdo it down the stretch? Maybe at the same time, uh, the Bucks hit some just some tough shots. I mean, they were, I looked it up before, I believe they were eight of 17 from three in the fourth quarter. And if you, ext- I don't, I didn't have time to look up the exact numbers, but if you start at like the four or five minute mark of the third and go to the end of the game, I'm pretty sure you're going to find that the Bucks hit like 55% or 60% on threes over the last 16, 17 minutes of the game. You make your gambles when you play defense in the NBA today because you can't take everything away against average teams, and you certainly can't take everything away against a team that has a player like that um, who just takes whatever scheme you want to use and throws it out the fucking window to say nothing of a guy like Brooke Lopez and a guy with championship pedigree 
uh, like Drew Holiday. And that's what I mean by the Bucks winning this game as opposed to the Knicks losing it. Drew Holiday hit two massive threes down the stretch. Um, they were contested. The second one I thought was really well contested by Quentin Grimes. You know, can't really do anything about tip outs, freak plays. I mean, they won the game uh, more than the Knicks lost it. You want to talk about the stretch at the in the late third quarter? The thing that was frustrating about that stretch was Giannis was out of the game. So you don't feel like there's as much of a need to pack the paint. Um, there was one play. I think it was the last play of the third quarter. Or maybe I'm confusing with another, but it was at least one. It was one play, and, and Clyde actually called it out in the game where Fournier had absolutely no. And that was when Giannis was back in. No, so it wasn't the end of the third quarter. It was when Giannis was back in. Randall was in. Like Fournier had no business being in the paint and was late to get out, and it was an open corner three. Like that was one of the more egregious ones. For the most part, though, I, I'm never going to have an issue with that sort of coverage against this sort of team. You want to quibble with three or four plays here and there, where you're like, ah, they, they went too far. Three or four plays, maybe five, maybe six, whatever it is, in a game where you really largely played not good defense, not great great defense, phenomenal defense. Um, and when a team like that is going to finish the night hitting 39% from three, which they did, um, that's going to be enough, you know, especially when you, on the other side of the ball, are only going to shoot 27% from deep. And that's another way. Like, if the Knicks just hit a third of their threes tonight, they win the game. I believe if the Knicks had R.J. Barrett tonight, they win the game. Now, you could say Chris Middleton's out on the other side, so that's fair. But, like, Knicks missed a lot of makeable threes. Um, Julius Randle, obviously, one for 12 from deep was the big one. Uh, he's been hitting 30. He's 35% for the year from deep. He's been hitting above that over the last month and change. Um, it's just kind of, it's one of those things, you know. Um, not one of the game, not not a sort of game where you try to make something bigger out of it than it is. The thing that I want to try to make out of this game, and I know I've been talking for ten minutes and I haven't really talked about Jalen Brunson yet. I'm going to do that in a second. Is this team is good? They lost to a uh, not a great team the way they played this year, but that that team still again has championship pedigree. This this Knicks team is good. Um, they're for real. They did not, they were the better team tonight. They did not have the best player and they did not shoot the ball well. And because of that, they lost by four. You'll, you'll sign for that. You'll sign for that. You'll sign for this sort of effort. Obviously you'll sign for the sort of effort. It was, like I said, it was an inspiring effort. Um, let's talk about a couple of the players, uh, before we move on to the super chats. I guess we kind of have to start off with Jalen Brunson, huh? Um, career high, 42 points, 44 points, excuse me, 44 points, uh, playoff or regular season. Bested his point total against Utah in last season's playoffs. Took 30 shots to get there, um, but he was incredible tonight. They are not, obviously, it goes without saying, they are not in this game without Jalen Brunson, especially not having R.J. Barrett and especially having a night like this shooting-wise from Julius Randle. I don't know what more there is to say about Jalen Brunson. Uh, I'm in the process of writing something uh, for the middle middle of the year star standings for the Knicks Film School newsletter. Uh, spoiler alert, Jalen Brunson is in the lead. Um, he 
what I'll, I'll spoil what I'm writing, which is that I think we need to at least start having the conversation about whether he is going to be in the running for the best Knicks free agent signing of all time. Um, not that that's a long list of guys who've been great Knicks free agent signings, but like he's that good. You want to have the best point guard since conversation. That's a conversation that's going to get really interesting. Right now, he's just a guy. The best thing I think you could say about, about Jalen Brunson is he is a guy who does whatever his team needs him to do on a particular night. And sometimes, or let me rephrase that, he does what's best for his team on any particular night. And there are some nights where he doesn't have it, where that'll mean him doing other things. And then there are some nights where he clearly does have it facing some of the best defensive guards you will ever see in Drew Holiday and Javon Carter. And to say nothing of Giannis Antetokounmpo as a help defender. And still to do what he did tonight, this is one of the best performances you will ever see someone put forth in a Nick uniform. And unfortunately, it'll get overshadowed because it's a loss in the middle of January and it's up against the national championship game. And who knows how many people actually watch this thing. A phenomenal game for Jalen Brunson. The reason I say I started by saying I guess we have to start with Jalen Brunson is it almost feels disingenuous to highlight someone far and away above everybody else because there were two other performances. Everybody played well, except Isaiah Hartenstein. I'll save that until someone brings it up in the comments. (laughs) Not great, Hart. Not great. Um, But there were two other performances which I thought were worthy of, of... really singling out one of those is Emmanuel quickly. Uh, this looked like it was going to be the Emmanuel quickly game for a while until Brunson took over. He ended up uh, with 23 points, nine of 14 from the field. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some comments tonight about how do you not get quickly more involved in the offense at certain times? I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Could they have done that more at certain stretches? Maybe, but I feel like he took advantage of his moments it's a conversation moving forward about how they could try to factor him in more, especially when RJ comes back. Um, you know, this offense clearly goes through J- Jalen Brunson and, and Julius Randle right now and quickly is like the third cog with RJ out. After RJ comes back, he's kind of going to move to the fourth cog. They need to figure out how to keep him heavily involved. I mean, he took 14 shots tonight. You could argue he should have taken a handful more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you on that. How you do it, you know, that's the thing, right? Is against a defense like this, you kind of have to take what they give you. And that's part of why, and I'll transition to Julius Randle, and then we'll move on to the Super Chats. A defense like this, you kind of have to take what they give you. And that's why the Bucs are such a great team. And that's why I think the Bucs are going to win the championship this year is because more than perhaps any other team in the league, they dictate the terms of engagement on any given night. You know? Um and that's why it's like it, uh, when you're defending them, you have to pick your poison a little bit. But when they're on defense, they kind of tell you like, all right, you're going to get what we give you. And early on, especially when Randall was taking all those threes, that's what they were giving. They were like, hey, you know what? If Randall beats us from three, Randall beats us from three. They're going to live with it. Um, and then throughout the game, they they did other things. And then in terms of like what, what they and, and like credit to them. They have the ability to, if Emmanuel, if an Emmanuel quickly is going off, it's like, oh, wait, we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore because we have the, I mean, when, when 
Grayson Allen is your worst defensive probably player on the roster. Although Bootchamp is, is getting time right now, and I, I haven't watched enough of them to speak about his defense. But like their their real rotation, you know, it's just they don't have any weak spots. So they can really take away what you want to do. And uh, they started making life difficult for the Knicks, really difficult for them. I mean, they made difficult life difficult for the Knicks all night long, but really, especially there late in the third. And then they started hitting shots. And, you know, I, I'm I'm certainly not pinning tonight all on Isaiah Hardenstein or certainly not all on Isaiah uh, or on um, Evan Fournier. But like. There's a reason the Knicks formula has been working so well, and it is because they play if, they, if you get on the floor for them, it is because you defend. And you defend at a certain level. And that's why I can't wait to have RJ back. Um maybe the maybe Sims comes up in conversation tonight with the with the super chats. I'm not sure Jericho Sims is is as far along defensively to the point where he would make that big of a difference over Hardenstein. But at the same time, like Hardenstein, I mean he's really hurting you right now. Um, which is which is disappointing. Um, because I, I like Hardenstein. I think he's he's a better fit on a different team. It, it's just not working out right now. Um, look, I don't want to end on that note. This is this is a really good effort. Inc- I mean, I can't put my words, uh, my disappointment into words after this game. I really wanted to win this one. Um, this would this this to me would have would have been an announcement to the league. Like, you have to take the Knicks seriously, and like to a certain extent, maybe it still was. But I have a feeling people are going to look at this and be like, oh, they lost the Bucks at home, ended the win streak. Brunson went off. That's the only reason they were in the game. You know, nothing special. I, I feel like we should know better. And, and we shouldn't have to know better because, again, the numbers have said what this team is for a month and a half now. This is a really good basketball team. Not a great team, not a contending team, but a really good basketball team. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. 
If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool21 and use code Filmschool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool21 and use code Filmschool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. That's it. I spoke for longer than usual. I apologize. I just There was a lot that I wanted to get out. Um, and uh, let's get to the Super Chats. I'm sure we're going to have some some lively conversation here. All right. Robert Cross starts us off because, of course, he does. I don't want to see Hardenstein. <laughs> of course, of course, the first Super Chat is for Isaiah Hardenstein. I, I hope that it's more positive than this. I don't want to see Hardenstein in the goddamn rotation anymore. Dude is softer than Charmin. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, it's not a it's not a great fit right now. Um, it's just not. I mean that the the series of plays there in the God, it all runs together. What was it? The late third or the early fourth when they just Hardenstein, he it, I mean he airballed a little baby hook shot that Randall, thank the good Lord, got and put back in. Oh, wait. I, did I talk about Randall? I didn't talk about Randall. Shoot. Uh, br- briefly. Incredible, outstanding, amazing. One of uh, best Randall defensive performance of the season. Uh, neck and neck with the Denver game. But Denver, the Denver game, he didn't defend like, like that in the first half. Um, I wanted to give credit to where credit is due. Julius Randall was amazing tonight on the defensive end. He wasn't hitting his outside shot. Other than that, on offense, I thought he was fine. I thought he was—he was—he just wasn't hitting a shot. I, I wanted to shout out Randall. That's what I forgot. Sorry about that. I, I don't—I don't want to disrupt my my flow. Um, yeah. So other than that, there was that play. There was the plays where he had like three or four looks at the basket on offensive rebounds. Didn't make any of them. It's just—it's tough to watch right now, honestly. Hardenstein, and he's—he's—he's he's hurt you on defense. He has nothing on the defensive glass, especially against a team like this. It's tough. It's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't blame you for being frustrated. I just. I have to laugh that that was the first comment. Thanks, Robert. Mm. Hannibal Miles. I two for two. Combine Hardenstein in a trade with Reddish. Think we could get something decent. If this doesn't happen, uh, how much longer until Sims takes his minutes? I don't know. I don't know. I. I we'll see. I, I don't have a great answer for you. You could tell me Sims comes and plays Hardenstein's minutes on Wednesday. You could tell me Sims is out of the rotation for the rest of the year, and I, I'd believe you there. Um, you're not getting much, I don't think, because, like, you know, all of a sudden the Hardenstein contract doesn't look great. 
it's seven million dollars guaranteed next year, eight million dollars guaranteed next year, which is like it's not a lot of money, but like, you know, he's pretty clearly shown himself to be a backup center in the league. And even if he could go back to looking like maybe one of the better backup centers in the league on a different team, seven, eight million dollars a year is still a lot to pay for a backup five. Uh, Reddish, I mean, uh, um, I don't know what value Cam Reddish has right now. I think I think they call that outgoing salary in a trade. Thanks, Hannibal. Appreciate it. Uh, Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? <laughs> uh, welcome to hell. I don't want to see iHeart ever again. Sorry, I did not see this one coming after tonight. That the, I obviously, I hard shot was not good. I just didn't expect there to even be getting so much hate. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Gee Huber, then what's going on, Gee Huber? For as much as Tibbs wants to win every game, playing iHeart as much as he does is pretty counterintuitive, but I got to watch more game tape. Of course, we got to get some some Tibbs hatred in here. Uh, the Knicks lost the game, so obviously, you know, Tibbs, Tibbs uh, was, a, was a terrible coach tonight. Uh, what did Hardenstein play? Played 10 minutes. You know, um, I'm going to guess he was like a minus 10 or a minus 12 in those. Th- he was a minus three. Okay. Um, I don't think that's indicative of how he played. Uh, he, he was very bad. I think, look, obviously, I'm the guy that defends Tibbs, so I'm going to defend him. Certainly not because I'm right, but I'll, I'll defend him because it's just what I do. Um, when you have a veteran player like Hardenstein, who has a longer track record with him, Sims, you know, we've seen already, it, it takes Tibbs longer to go over to the next guy. Um, now, it depends on the situation, too. I mean, the Knicks are playing great ball right now. Hardenstein is not really a part of that, but the team is playing very well. Would swapping him out for Sims make a material difference? Maybe. Um, it feels like it's really bad right now, and it feels like, well, Sims couldn't be worse than Hardenstein. I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, we'll see if he does anything. We'll see. I don't know. I don't really have a great answer there. Mythic Monty. What's going on, Mythic Monty? Uh, completely winnable game. Yes, but. Again, you you didn't lose this one to the Houston Rockets or the Charlotte Hornets or even you know some other some middle like the, the Wizards or even like the Bulls. You, you you lost this game to a team that came and 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 won it. Winnable game, yes, but just pay respect where respect is due. Um, questionable rotations leaving Hardenstein in and quickly out for so long. Late game executions, uh, as per usual lately. The only late game execution issues that um, that I saw was the not not um, fouling when they had the foul to give, and the ball ended up in Giannis's hands. Whoever is nearest Giannis at that exact moment has to know to foul him really hard. I think that was Randall, um, which you know, it's a brain fart. I'm I'm not going to kill him for it. Other than that, I didn't. You know, it was one. It was essentially one moment, one moment that was one second in a game that was 48 minutes long. You want to kill him for it? You can kill him for it. As far as leaving quickly out, um, quickly played. What did he play? <laughs> Manuel quickly played 43 minutes tonight. Only only in Knicks land do we get uh, Tibbs is leaving his guys in for too long, and then on a night like tonight, guy guy leads the team. In with 43 minutes. I didn't play him enough. 
You love to see it. Forgot NYC. Clippers snake oil salesman. Hashtag I fart. I I gotta tell again. I I'm 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 too out of the loop. I'm too old for the shit. I, I I obviously Hardenstein played terrible. If you would have told me, do you think the first six comments of the post game are going to be all negative on a night when Jalen Brunson had a career high and on a night when the Knicks played arguably the hardest they've played all season. Six straight comments. I say Hardenstein sucks. <laughs> let's let's focus on those ten minutes from this one poor schmuck. Uh that's baseball season. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. What bland should Tibbs get with these repeated meltdowns? I don't know what that's supposed to mean. What bland should Tibbs get with these repeated meltdowns? It's not a meltdown, Robert. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you're playing a really good team. You know, you did, I mean, this wasn't a 17. You, if they lost a 17-point lead with, in the last four minutes of the game, that's a meltdown. Or if, even if they lose in the last six minutes of the game, that's a meltdown. Or even the last eight minutes of the game, that's a meltdown. 17-point lead, midway through the third. The teams that they're playing starts eating up from three. They can't hit a three. That, it's not a meltdown. It's not. I, I don't know. I, I get it. You want to see perfection, right? You want to see perfection. We want to see perfection all the time on the things you can control. And there is this illusion that the coach controls more than he can, or that because the coach curls the plays and the coach calls the coverage, that the coach holds all the cards. Team had a very sound scheme tonight, an extraordinarily sound scheme tonight, and they executed that scheme pretty brilliantly for most of the game. And with outstanding effort, which I remember once upon a time where coach after coach after coach would inspire efforts that would make us embarrassed to be Nick fans. And we would say, God, one day I want to watch a team that just played hard. You will never in your life as a basketball team, as a basketball fan, excuse me, see a team play harder than the New York Knicks did tonight. And this is what we end up with. Thanks, Robert. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Um, I feel like we saw the ceiling of the Knicks is currently constructed here. That, I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with that just because they shot so poorly tonight. Like, we could expect commensurate shooting from the Knicks, commensurate shooting from the Knicks along league average lines. They shot, I mean, what did they shoot? Jesus Christ. They shoot 23% from, the, from three tonight? 27%. They were 11 of 41. You know, so like they, I, 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 there's more meat on the bone. And RJ wasn't here tonight. That's another thing. This wasn't the ceiling that they're missing their third or fourth best player. Uh, the Bucks treated this like a must win. I agree with that. Exactly how a seven game series would go. Four one, we're a good team missing a star. Yeah, I look. I, I, I think if they're fully healthy and they're hitting shots. Hitting open shots, which they this they get open shots in this office. They just don't hit them up enough. I think they could. I bet you they could put more of a scare into a good team in the first round, depending on the matchup. I think some matchups are bad for them. Maybe all of the top five seeds in the Eastern Conference are bad matchups for them. Uh, that that's that's certainly not an unfair assessment. Um, but like, yeah, they're a star away. I think that's fair. 
They're a star away. Thanks, Dan. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Great game, tough loss. The Bucs hit 19 threes and only scored 109 points. It's a great call. Really great call. And so when you factor in the fact that the Bucs... So they had 19 threes. They, they scored 20, 40 points from two-point range. 14 points from uh, the free throw line. And yeah, 57 points from deep. A team like that to only give up 40 points from two-point range. That's, you know, that's the other side of the of the three-point coin. Uh, anyway, Holiday hit some absurd shots on the stretch. Rebounding in crunch time was a massive issue. Yeah, and and again, credit to the Bucks. They're a really good rebounding team on both ends of the floor. So give credit where credit's due. Thanks, Danny. Uh, GG Nation, what's going on? I heart with Charles Sims impression. Hurts to see. That was very painful. Uh, to be clear, I would not mind at all if I if Isaiah Hardenstein was no longer in the rotation. Just want to make that very clear. Uh, Danny Gardner with another one. I've refrained uh, from criticism all year, but Isaiah Hardenstein can't play. Having a big who can pass is no use if he can't score, and his rebounding issues are obvious. Yes, on the rebounding issues, um, the floater has seems to have have eluded him. I mean. When he was signed, a lot of people were like, like some people who, who weren't, who just looked at his three point percentage was like, oh, the Knicks get their stretch five. And if you look closer, you realize like, well, no, that was just basically a couple of handfuls of games at the end of a, of a, of the season where they kind of took the reins off on him. The three point shot did not come around. Um, it, look, you want to fault the Knicks, the coaching for, or they don't run more plays for him but like the Knicks just like that's not the offense they run they don't run a, a series of cuts and things like that and they've been cutting a lot more this year give them credit for that but like you look at their backup offense is that the sort of backup offense that, that Hardenstein can kind of direct like I don't even know it's not a great fit it's not a great fit Frank sound what's going on Frank proud great fight young Knicks Bucks better than the Mavs I agree thank you smart comment Frank I appreciate that um, comment from Jalen Brunson after the game really briefly for me a couple plays in the fourth quarter that were just terrible those are four possessions I wish I could have I could have had back Um, I got to treat possessions like they mean the world to me I don't even know what he's talking about Um, but he is he is the guy that I want leading my team if he's talking about um what he didn't do after 44 points. Yeah. Love me some Jalen Brunson. Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? One of my favorite games. Me too. Me too. I I, I love that game for so much of it. And, and as disappointed as I am sitting here right now, you gotta, you gotta tip your cap. Um, heart, grit, and some brilliant defense. Completely agree. This team is closer than some think. I completely agree. Note, Randall's first quarter was after Claudio sincerely joined hashtag ride with Randall bandwagon. Hashtag Claudio curse too. I'm here for it. Blame Andrew Claudio for any and all Nick's woes. I love it. I'm here for it. That's it. Anthony, my guy, I, 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 I do this and this is how you treat me? Deserved. Uh, yeah, okay. Hashtag 
deserved. You know what? Fire Tibbs. All right, how's that? I'll go. I'll get on that bandwagon next. How's that? <laughs> oh man, uh, Emil Bumansor, what's going on, Emil? This game tells you exactly why Fournier is not part of the rotation. So many open threes because of because of him. Completely lost on defense. He's just. There were two plays. There were two plays. One was the play. I, again, I think it was the fourth quarter. I got to go back and look. It was it was soon after his three because he he hit a big three, which it was big in the moment. I think it tied the game at 87. They'd fallen behind for the first or second time all game. And then the next or the second or next time down the court. He was so far in the paint and Clyde again called this one out where it was like Randall was just starting to back down. Yeah, or Giannis was just starting to back down Randall. And like, first of all, that's not where the help should come from. Second of all, like Randall's been battling Giannis all game. Like the Knicks have clearly their timing on the help for so much of this game was so to the to the second precise with how and from where they call the help. And then to see Fournier just like, ah, I'm going to get in the lane because like this is what the scheme is that we're running. Like, do you like you have to know Giannis can make that pass with his fucking eyes closed to the corner? And Fournier obviously doesn't get out in time, and it's a nail three. And then the other one that that hurt when he was in the game in the second half was um, high screen uh, on the foul line extended. It was for Ingles. Ingles was the shooter. And, like, Fournier was guarding Ingles. And, like, the second they saw Fournier was guarding Ingles, they were like, oh, run, like, run a, run a high, you know, screen and, uh, or a uh, pick and pop. And not well, not a pick and pop, high, high pick and roll where you the shooter just takes the shot. Like Fournier went over the screen, it didn't make a difference. You don't feel Evan Fournier on defense in the way you feel the guys that are in the Knicks rotation right now. Quinn Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Deuce McBride, and like those other guys, like they're not perfect. Like we see, you know, Grimes got blown by again once tonight. Like you know, Deuce had a. Um, a jump through contest in the the high corner in the fourth quarter that was a converted three. Like these guys make mistakes, but like when you compare the mistakes that they make to the mistakes that like an Evan Fournier makes, and I, I really don't want to pour on Evan Fournier because like I, I think he's in a tough spot and he's he's coming in and he's he's playing hard. It's just with their identity that they have right now, he just doesn't fit it. He just doesn't. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, anyway, that's, that's my take. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? The excitement is back at Madison Square Garden. With plenty of basketball left, start the new year strong by catching the action live. Go New York, go New York, go! Everyone knows there's no experience like watching a game at the world's most famous arena. And Knicks fans always bring the passion and energy of New York City, making it a true home court advantage. Don't hesitate. Get tickets at Knicks.com slash BlueWire. Again, that's Knicks.com slash BlueWire. One more time, Knicks.com slash BlueWire. Experience the next big moment at the Mecca of Basketball, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm looking at some some tweets. Um, of course, yeah, coach coach lost the game. Uh, Haitian Ferry, what's going on, Haitian? Uh, Bucks made shots in the fourth that they missed all game. Yep, got to credit them. We played to win. Game plan on Giannis was solid. We missed RJ tonight as usual. Haitian, your takes are exactly as I see them. We are of one mind. Good stuff by you. Appreciate that. Um, A.E. Kennedy, late game execution is still our bugaboo. Again, I, I, it was the one possession. It was the one possession, and it, it, it was probably a bigger deal was made of it than should have been. But like, yes, you have to foul there. Yes, but even because it was the foul to give, even if you had fouled into the Kumpo there, it's still a in inbounds. Whatever, it was a, it wasn't good, and it's something that is an issue, and they need to work on it. Okay, agree. Uh, need to do more than ISO should have won that game. I again to say they should have won the game discounts everything that the other team did and was doing. You know, um, they're also a team that's built on isolation scoring, and again, this is why the Bucks are such a difficult matchup for them because unlike other teams. And I'm not saying the Knicks are the best passing team in the league. They're they're not. But like Randall and Brunson, they're two main guys who it's like, let's give them the ball and let them go to work. Those two guys, their efficiency warrants that level and Monica and 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 um that level of usage and like how they are used. And they have both been making the appropriate passes every time the defense brings the help. The thing with the Bucs is when you play the Bucs, the, the Bucs don't need to bring the help. The only times they really need to bring the help were when Brunson was on fire late in the game. And what did Brunson do every time? He got the ball into the hands of Julius Randle, who had an open lane to the rim. And again, because the Bucs are so well constructed, they have Brooke Lopez down there who has the unique ability to defend at once a driving Randall and a Mitchell Robinson there under the hoop. So well-constructed to beat specifically a team like the Knicks that is not really built to beat what they do. 
what the Bucks do on defense. So, like, I can't be like the Knicks ISO too much. It's just this is a tough matchup for them. And the fact that they got as many points as they did and they, and they did as well as they did on offense, I think, is a credit to their players and, and, and to the coaching to some extent. Um, and again, they don't have RJ. Uh, let me finish reading your comment. Milwaukee did what championship teams do. Buckle down and beat you in the fourth. Holiday hit big shots. Yes, 100%. Very much agree. Um, and apparently after the game, Tibbs acknowledged some overhelping at times. Agree. Agree. And you could say like, well, they're going to overhelp if uh, if they know that's the game plan. But that's why you got to have your best defenders in there. You have to have your best defenders because... And we, I, I had the same conversation after the Mavs game where they lost by a billion points in the second half. They've cleaned it up so much because of the rotation changes since that Mavs game. It doesn't change the fact that you still, to execute this defense as well as it needs to be executed to be a top 10, if not a top 5 defense, which is what they have been for over half the season. I just want to remind everybody. I know it. They the team that they were playing hit some shots tonight. For 24 games now, because they're going to stay a top five defense over those 24 games, even after tonight, they've been a top five defense over 24 fucking games. That is not smoke and mirrors. And for everybody out there, ah, Tibbs can't adjust and Tibbs doesn't do this and Tibbs doesn't do that. If you're a top five defense for 24 fucking games of the season. You know, like shit happens. Sometimes teams hit shots. You got to give credit where credit is due sometimes. That's the mature take. You know, that's the smart take. Not the, oh, I can make this point here because of what happened tonight. Let me make this point because it, 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 it backs up my agenda. That's not the smart take. Be better. Next comment. Andrew. Lost the game, but gaining respect and credibility. Completely agree. With every night. The numbers back it up. The eye test backs it up. You have to respect this team right now. Hush Zoo. If we're not going to utilize Isaiah Hartenstein's strengths, what is the point of playing him? We're, we're, we're at the point where we need to have that discussion. I agree with you. Uh, we sorely missed RJ this game. In my opinion, He really we really needed his paint presence. They're, I feel like the best teams in the NBA, and not that the Knicks are one of the best teams in the NBA, but the best teams in the NBA have um, a top three on their starting lineup, in which somebody is clearly the, the number three on the totem pole. And then they have a bench guy who can support bench units. And then they mix and match generally so that at least two of those players are always on the floor. Right now, the the Knicks are missing one of those components. And you feel it. You feel it during stretches of the game when the other team has all of their best defenders in and you need that third big guy. Now, I understand quickly is starting and that helps. But like for like, I, I think this team is better when RJ is in there in the starting lineup. And I know I've waffled on that over the last few weeks. I'm gonna I will say it very clearly right now. This team is better with RJ in the starting lineup. I think quickly is a guy who should be playing 30 minutes a game off the bench, and he's a perfect guy to mix and match with the rest of your guys. 
But to have RJ in there as a starter, a guy who you know is going to be able to get you five, six, seven, eight shots at the rim every game without fail, including lobs. In addition to that, lobs to Mitch Robinson. They need that. They need that extra dimension if they're going to remain a very good um, <laughs> um, team, offensive team, especially. Busy. What's going on, Busy? Uh, why is Jared Jeffries on the prices right excited to win a Toyota Prius? I thought it was. Was it Jared Jeffries or was it Channing Fry? I thought it was Channing Fry. It was Jared Jeffries. Oh, was it, why did I think it was Channing Fry? I don't know, but. Busy on a night where I was expecting a completely different comment came up with out of left field with a Price is Right comment, but I was also confused when I saw Jared Jeffries on the Price. I don't is know right. why I thought it was Channing Fry. Hmm. That's a bad job by me. Uh, I mean, he can't even fit in that thing. Legit excited. Hashtag once a Nick, always a Nick. Yeah, I was a big Jared Jeffries fan. Unsurprisingly, thought he was. I thought he was a good Nick. A little overpaid. Uh, Christian Mitchell, I'm done with Tibbs apologists. Honestly, constantly blowing leads, bad fourth quarter strategy, overplaying Isaiah Hardenstein. These players deserve a better coach. Okay. I mean, look, that's the best part of being a fan, right? Is you are entitled to your opinion. No one is going to tell you that your opinion is definitely wrong. I can't do that. I don't have the power to do that. You're entitled. You know, I have my view. You have your view. Um, You'll find out at some point, right? Because every coach gets fired. Tibbs will as well at some point. Brooklyn IT, Brooklyn IT 14. I think I got that. Hi, John. Uh, what would you say our best is our best winning? It's a healthy team. Is it the Cavs win? Uh, that's a good question. They don't have a great win over a healthy team. You know, but like to me, that's not a big deal because if you look around the league, like just again, I don't want to spend too long on this. First of all, nobody's healthy. <laughs> nobody's healthy. That's just the reality of the situation. I mean, Boston has been mostly healthy. Brooklyn until KD has been healthy. Um, Cleveland's been kind of healthy. Philly's been kind of healthy. Denver. Yeah, but Murray's still not really himself. Um, That's really it. Like, that's the thing about this year is there's like a handful of teams that have been mostly healthy and you would consider a great team. Um, do they do they have any wins against any of those teams? Uh, the Cleveland game would probably be the closest. This certainly would have been what I would consider, even though they're missing Middleton. I think I would have considered this their best win of the season. Um you know, they came really close against Memphis, even though Memphis wasn't whole. That I think that's significant. Um Yeah, but like again, what the whole team, the whole league, nobody's really healthy. Like there's been everybody's trying to win. There's a lot of parity. And yet you look around and you're like, you know. I'm not saying that you're trying to do this, but like if 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 someone is trying to look at the Knicks record and being like, hey, it's fool's gold that they haven't really don't have a really super quality win. Well, if that's if that if what they're doing is fool's gold, 
like look around the league. Where's the other team where it's like, you know what? Look at what they're doing against similar situation where there's not a lot of great teams that are fully healthy. And like looking around the league, like I don't know that I see that team. You could say Indiana. I guess you could say Indiana. I would argue that Indiana is has first of all, they have a surefire all-star in um Tyrese Halliburton. They're really well constructed. Also, they're playing above their their heads. Indiana's point differential on the season, they're dead even. The Knicks are plus 2.7. Indiana has been one of the luckiest teams in the league, if not the luckiest team in the league. Um, you know, and some of that is winning close games. And the Knicks have won some close games. They haven't won others. The Knicks should be have a better record than they have. That's absolutely fair. Other than that, like, I guess you could point to the Kings. Kings are 20 and 18. Knicks are 22 and 19 now. Um, I don't know. Like, you play who you play. You know, that's that's really it. Jibo, what's going on, Jibo? Thanks for the contribution. Uh, J-Mac, it's always good to hang with you and KFS, win or lose. Appreciate that. Uh, I love Grimes, but he needs to be better. Uh, one of seven just won't cut it from our golden boy. I believe we win this game with RJ. I still believe. I think they win the game with RJ. Yeah, for sure. I think they win the game with RJ. As far as Grimes, he didn't hit shots tonight. I'm, I thought his defense was really good. I thought he made a lot of winning plays. I thought he had a bunch of nice drives that like he had that great up and under. Loved seeing that. Um, he had some really nice passes. Like, but yeah, you know, you, of course you want him to be better than one for seven. I'm not going to go crazy over it. That's that's not the thing that um, you know, he had eight rebounds. Like, it's pretty good. You know, I you don't you don't pin this loss on any one player or any one thing. You just you know, you kind of recognize what it was and you move on. Thanks, Chibo. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Appreciate hearing from you as always. Appreciate the generous contribution. I can't with Hardenstein anymore. I just can't. For all the things offensively that Sims can't do, I, I don't know about that. We keep hearing from Tibbs, actually, that Sims is a great playmaker. Um, uh, that offensively they can't do uh, what he does. He just he just didn't. It wasn't the worst thing about tonight. Couldn't wait for uh, number twenty three, and I know he needed a rest. Need more Sims. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it. I I wouldn't like I said. If you told me that Sims was going to come out and play the backup center minutes the next game, I wouldn't be shocked. Um. You want to tell me that maybe they wait until after the trade deadline? I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know who wants Isaiah Hardenstein right now. Like, that would be, that's the thing is that would be another L for the front office that has taken, they have one major win <laughs> in Jalen Brunson, but my God, have they taken a lot of L's as far as free agency goes. You know, and I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're ready for that yet. Um, we'll see. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it.